I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening and welcome to the final Fallout Bar of the 2023 Betfred World match play and we are finishing in exactly the same way as we started here at online darts with a dan simpson solo show so please tonight if you wouldn't mind getting involved in the comment section give me your views and opinions on what happened tonight and views and opinions on what's gonna happen tomorrow because other than that it will just be me talking away so please get involved as much as you can i'm a little bit hoarse this evening i was lucky enough to be in blackpool yesterday for the quarterfinals so i'm very much recovering um i've been at a long drive home i'm a very tired man but what i was well what a second game first game was all right the second game was absolutely sue you will see on the screen our two winners. We'll talk through both games in a bit more detail, but I think we have all, even those that weren't watching, realised by now that the 2023 Betfred World Match Play Final will be Nathan Aspinall against Johnny Clayton. And I think whilst I saw a few people picking both of these players through the course of the tournament. I don't think there was too many people that picked either of these as finalists going into it. I don't recall too many pre-tournament predictions of these two players reaching Sunday. So, let's have a look. First and foremost, we will go in order of matches. And the first game tonight... I'd so first of all, my prediction was wrong because I thought it would be a Joe Cullen victory. Um, and the way the game went, I said, well, certainly from my predictions, as anyway, wasn't even close. I think we've seen some really, really good finishing from Joe Cullen throughout the whole week, throughout the tournament. 
And oh, let's just have a quick hello and see who's in. I'm just I know it's Yankee there saying hello. We've got a, we've got quite a few in. That's really good. It's really handy because I'm flying solo tonight. But Kieran is in. Tommy is in. Azza is in. Who else is in? We've got loads in tonight. That's good. Els is in. Andy's in. He's trying to use emojis again, and they don't work properly in this system, and I have no idea why. So, back to the first game this evening, Aspinall against Cullen. We saw, I think, a very steady performance from Nathan Aspinall, who played excellently without doing too much staggering, averaging 95, which is good. You know, we know it's not the very best he's capable of. Um, again, with the doubles, 35% on the doubles for Aspinall, which, again, slightly beneath what we'd probably be looking for to get over the line in a semi-final. But I think the main story in this match was the double struggle that Joe Cullen had. And he, he just, his scoring was, was, was all right through the game. It didn't really let him down. But the doubles at 24%, 9 out of 37 darts at double. He was creating chances, Joe Cullen, and did create himself quite a few opportunities, both to, to, to well, early in the game to probably get, get a bit of a lead. And then as the game went on, he, he did get chances at clawing that back. But unfortunately, it was the doubles that cost Joe Cullen this evening. But I suppose the big story here has got to be Nathan Aspinall, because he is the man who is going to the final tomorrow. He's creeping back up the order of merit. That win today means he will finish this week at least in the number eight spot, giving a few people a nudge down there. And potentially, if Nathan Aspinall wins tomorrow, he could displace Rob Cross as well. We saw Rob, Chris, Rob Cross start this tournament up at number five, and he could finish it down at number eight if Nathan Aspinall gets over the line tomorrow. Let's, and so I don't think we've got any interviews in just yet to share with you. However, as always, every interview from tonight will be on our YouTube page. So the same place that you are accessing this video you will find all of the interviews from tonight's game i'm just having a number double check to see if there's anything in yet if something comes in a little bit later in the podcast then i will add that in disappointing for color that's all right dan you can talk to me instead oh look he's here i'm not Hello, on my mate. own it's lovely to see you mate how are we doing fine good yeah very good very tired i had a long i had a long drive home today after not a great deal of sleep, so I will be uh, happily getting to my bed shortly um, Shortly after this. And then, excitedly preparing for another, like, what a fool I must be, another trip to Blackpool tomorrow. Um, I know that feeling. Well, without the driving, obviously I've been working on the uh, Moda Super Series this week, so I haven't seen an awful lot of darts. But um, are you sure that bottom clip of Nathan Aspinall isn't from this evening? Don't know. Shall we play it and find out anyway? This might be Nathan Aspinall's post-match press conference. Yeah, go for it. 
yeah, I didn't perform like I, I wanted to perform or how I felt I'd perform tonight. But listen, it's a game of darts. One day you can be amazing, one day you can't be. Uh, we both struggled tonight, and I think the reason purely down to that is we both knew it was a fantastic opportunity for us both to, to make the final win this tournament. Uh, I think the, the, the telling factor was the fact that, in my eyes, I, I just wanted it a little bit more, and uh, I think that's why I got off the line. You know, there's a hell of a lot of state tomorrow, and um, yeah, listen, I felt like a bit flat tonight, but you're playing for that Phil Taylor trophy tomorrow. If you're flat tomorrow, you shouldn't be playing this game. And I'm a professional dart player, that's my job, and you know, I'm happy with second best. I want to say season this, I want I want Smith's title, I want his number one spot. Um, you know, I want I want his bang balance, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I've had bang games actually, but um, yeah, I, I want what they've got, and uh, they all know that, and uh, that's what, what what gives me the hunger. And yeah, when things are going bad, that's what I think of, and um, you know, fingers crossed, I'll I win uh, a big major tomorrow. Oh, well done. There we go, we found it. We might get Johnny in a bit. We'll play you that if and when we do. Um, I don't know how much you've already spoken about, to be honest, because I was busy shopping away elsewhere. I've, pr- I've, pr- I've prattled away and we've and talked about, about the first semi-final. So we've talked about Aspinall and Cullen and how essentially the, the, the key thing, the key takeaway from that game was just 25% on the doubles from Joe Cullen. Just he created he created plenty of chances. And he and he was in those legs, and the the score and the score being so wide as it is, is is purely down to the the sheer volume of missed doubles from Joe Cullen that just couldn't quite make this a a competitive match in the end. He's a man whose action relies a lot on rhythm, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. If he's, if he's out of it slightly, that's exactly what can happen with Joe Cullen. Yeah, and and it seemed to happen, and, and there were there were a few occasions, to be honest, where I, you know. Because obviously, you know, he's he has hit nine doubles in that match. And, you know, there was a few times when he hit one and I thought, all oh, right, yeah, it'll click now. And 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 and, and then it, he seemed to stutter again. What he couldn't build up, and we have seen it repeatedly in this tournament when people have gone behind, is a real struggle to then string two, three legs together and whatever's whatever's going on continues to go on. And, it, and he just couldn't find any consistency and, and any rhythm. And it, it just... Yeah, unfortunately, because I, I thought this was going to be the match of the night, to be honest. But I thought it was going to be a really, really entertaining, really close match with some big, interesting things happening. Um, and it and it just fell a, a little bit flat in times. Interesting. Talk to me about the second match. And I managed to catch about the last four legs of this one while I was working away. So I have absolutely no idea what happened up until that moment. Well, I mean, to be honest, as I said, I had the other one pegged as match of the night, but this was absolutely superb. And it, and it had everything that you want from a semi-final, in, in all honesty. So, you know, going back, even in the, in the first session of darts, you had a break of throw. So immediately that the, the advantage of, of, of Bull is gone. Johnny then comes, so Luke goes into the break 3-2 up. Johnny then comes out, breaks Luke immediately to level up 3 all. And and then that continued on that and until Luke managed to just start to get ahead. And like we've seen this, we said this week, we haven't seen many people make a comeback. And it's gone very, very, very late into the tournament before we've seen that because Johnny went down two breaks to throw. At one point, Luke got he was Luke got to five, eight ahead, and then Johnny got one back. And then Luke broke him again, and we got up to 10-7. And it 
And all the way through at this point, I was convinced, like, at this point, it's a Luke Humphreys, it's a Luke Humphreys win. He's got two breaks to throw over Johnny. There's no way at all that Luke Humphreys is going to let this one slip. And then he lost his throw. And then he lost his throw again for 12-all. And then at that point from 12-all, they both just kept holding. Nobody, the, the, Everything from both players was absolutely superb. The scoring was brilliant. The doubling was absolutely tremendous. We saw a, a set, like not one or two. We saw a set of ton-plus checkouts from Johnny Clayton that was just like something from another planet. It was absolutely tremendous stuff. And when this game looked for all the world like we were going to extra time, I, like, I think the commentators had referenced it loads of time. I think everybody watching was just waiting. And then Johnny had to hold, you know, obviously, to prevent Luke from throwing for the match. Mm-hmm. And then Luke on throw, I thought, yeah, well, here we go then. Like, this, this, this will be all right. He'll, he'll, we'll, we'll get, we're getting extra time. This is going to get really tense. Luke played really well in the leg. And then going for a checkout, missed the big number 18, slipped in the four for the second time in the match, wasn't able to wasn't able to get rid of it and, and allowed Johnny in on a throw that probably he should never got. Yeah. And and that was it. Johnny did he needed what he needed one chance to, to come and get rid of that um to come and get rid of that that 80 that he'd come for and, and away he went done job done and we didn't get the extra time we didn't get the tenseness and in reality it was it was one loose start and I know it, over the course of the game there's there's all sorts of stuff that doesn't hit and doesn't miss but one loose start from Luke Humphreys slipping into that four just gave Johnny Clayton the opportunity to come back now at the point Johnny Clayton come back and and got that match start uh, Johnny Clayton 60 percent on his doubles Johnny's doubling was absolutely amazing and he didn't, and, and and the last thing Humphreys wanted to do was give Johnny a, a, a go at a double, certainly for the match, because his doubling was so, I mean, his doubling's been brilliant all week, but 60% in a semi-final, over that length as well. Um, you know, he's he's played 32 legs and averaged 60% on his doubles. It's not like he's done a, you know, it's not a short format. Yeah. To keep those percentages up over this length of game is very, very impressive. Yeah, a couple of key moments to talk about then. First of all, I want to talk to you about missing that big number. You said it was the second time that it happened for Humphreys in the game. If you were told pre-match that somebody was going to miss a big number to keep themselves in the match, without knowing about the rest of the context or anything, who would you have said was going to do that out of these two players? I'd have probably gone the other way. I'd have probably I'd have gone Clayton. And yeah, I'd have gone me, Johnny Clayton. Johnny is a fantastic player and has won multiple PDC titles. But it feels like, without going back and checking them off the top of my head, that he was exceptional in those finals. He almost ran away of it or gave himself a big cushion. I don't recall him winning anything really tight. That might be completely wrong, Chatham. You're more than tired to call me out. But it feels like when Clayton has gone on to win titles, he's given himself a cushion and he's given himself multiple chances to go and get over the line. To, to win a scrappy one, isn't normally Clayton's MO, but to do it in that fashion, I guess, is, is just superb for him, considering the personal situation he's got going on right now as well. Yeah, it, 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 it was just 
impressive all, all round. As I said, Luke was great. Like you know, Luke Luke Humphreys didn't have a bad game. Didn't have a, it. It was an incredibly level game, and it looked for all the world like we were going extra time and a, and a potential decider. Luke just just been one dart, and that allows Johnny to come back. And yeah, and those things happen in darts games all the time. But when they happen at 16, 15, when it's the first to 17, that's the loose dart that will be remembered. Every other loose dart that both players probably hit multiple, you know, wonky loose darts throughout that game. None of them will be remembered. Nobody will remember. Neither players themselves won't remember those wonky darts because it, it, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. That one wonky dart that slipped into the four inevitably lost Luke the match because it allowed Johnny to come with, with 80 left and take, them and, and take the game. Yeah, the thing is, obviously, Johnny's doubling stats. He's been ridiculous all tournament. Is this the most brilliant you can recall a player on the outer ring over a tournament of this length? Certainly over, not so much throughout a tournament, but over a tournament where the, the format's this long. That's, yeah. that's the thing. It's like 60%, 60% is an impressive, you know, when we, we sit and we talk about Pro Tours all, all the time on these, on this stream, and we look and, and, and we think, you know, we see a 60% doubling percentage and we like sing and shout about it and say, like, look at that, he's done 60% on his doubles. But he's only actually won six legs, seven legs, wherever they're, wherever they're playing to. <clears throat> The, to, to do that over 32 legs, winning 17 of them, is is beyond impressive. His tournament it? check-out rate is near that 60%. As well. so he's not just done it over 32 legs, he's done it over well, every no, he, single leg of a match, match play campaign up until this final. It's been absolutely staggering from Johnny. But that, that, And I think that's what the most impressive thing about it is, is, is that it, it's not just the numbers themselves. It's the context of the numbers in the match play in that format. That's that. That's what makes it even more impressive, I think. Yeah, I'll take you back to that moment you said we sit there and watch a pro tools. We normally will tell you that anything over a ninety-six average and thirty-five to forty percent on the doubles is going to give you a good shot of winning most games. He's a jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well above both of those metrics right now for the tournament, and you'd be a fool to back against him. Right, we don't have Johnny Clayton's post-match press conference interview for you just yet. Uh, there are two ways to go, and I do not know what your next slide is, Dan. The, I, I saw I didn't do one because both players oh. were on. Well, well, because we were going into the final, it seemed excessive work to create a slide that had both these players on to it pick does. a final for tomorrow. 
Can you do one, though, but not of these two? We will discuss these two while you create another one because that's not the only thing going on tomorrow, is it? Of course not. If you Let catch my drift. I will do that right now. Lovely. Right, chat room, let's hear it then. Let's hear your predictions for tomorrow night's final. Is it first to 18 tomorrow? I feel like it might be. Best of 35. It is first to 18. Nathan Aspinall will take on Johnny Clayton for the Betfred World match play in 2023. Both have had outstanding campaigns. Uh, Aspinall win the semi-final in mightily impressive fashion. Uh, Johnny Clayton doing exactly the same over Luke Humphreys, let us know who you think is going to win and by what scoreline over first to 18. If you think there's going to be a tiebreaker, then it would be 21-20. Tommy is going for a Johnny Clayton win. He says 18-14 to the ferret. Before we get any more predictions in as well, by the way, I just want to call out L's note. Where's he gone? Uh, yeah. Just got to say, don't watch this space. He's, he's been brilliant all week, to be fair, following your prediction. Uh, Dobie versus Luke, I think it was. Yes. But uh, it, it comes to an end right here, right now. Uh, me, personally, this is massively head versus heart stuff, this. I would absolutely love to see Johnny Clayton win this title, especially in the context of this week. And the finishing stats just give me that hope that he's going to have enough, even if the top battling quality of Nathan Aspinall turns up. I think this Johnny Clayton is equipped to battle with Nathan Aspinall. And I'm going to say Johnny Clayton wins his title. I'm going to say he wins it 18 15. Uh, Kieran says Johnny wins 18-15. Mitchell says 18-12 to Clayton. Uh, Jim says Aspinall 20, Clayton 18. He's going for extra time in the final. Dobie to kidnap Asp, dresses him obviously in the same trainers and come have a barnstormer with Clayton. Um, that's what L says. Um, He's also said that Johnny Clayton will lift this title 18-13. Any more for any more, whilst I now have to wait for Dan to return, who's managed to kick himself out while updating our slides. A quick reminder of what's to come from us for the rest of the week. Then there will not be a fallout bar Back. tomorrow night. Hi, Dan. Wi-Fi. I don't know. Wi-Fi won't just dip me out. I've had to go <laughs> on to the Wi-Fi now. Been there, done that, mate. Uh, coming from us for the rest of the week before we do discuss tomorrow's action. Um, no fallout bar tomorrow night, obviously, um, as... That's the final, and we will save that until Monday for the live lounge. Yes, the live lounge will return 8 till 10 on Monday night. Um, interviews will remain from all the players uh, from tomorrow afternoon. We'll get the winner of the Women's World Match Play as well as the champion of the Betfred World Match Play tomorrow night for you. We'll have both of those uh, ready to play you on Monday 
evening as well. Uh, there's a good chance we'll have a guest on Monday night, depending on who does what over the next 24 hours. Uh, so we'll see how that one goes. Also, um, the Moda Super Series is still on, not tonight, but it will uh, resume next week, week 12, a belting lineup uh, heading your way that includes Martin Adams, Robert Thornton, uh, Jerome Miok, uh, Lewis Gurney's TV debut, uh, Brett Claydon's in action as well. Um, so you guys can head over and watch that from Monday morning, the penultimate week, the final chance to get yourself into Champions Week, which starts the week afterwards. Right. Um, oh, just to answer Elsa's question, it's a one. <laughs> like maybe a 1.5. I used to be, you know, there was a time when I was about eight, like, you know, sort of being it like 13 through to be my early 20s where I was like quite good and then everything's passed me by since then. I can't keep up. <laughs> uh, well, when I could use the dial-up internet and I had to run the big extension <laughs> phone cable and no one could use the house phone while I was on the internet. Oh, I was dead good at it then. The absolute pain of dial-up internet. I once sat and downloaded Minecraft for, not Minecraft, what was the other one? What was the game called? RuneScape. I sat and downloaded RuneScape for hours, and then dinner was ready. I wasn't allowed back on the computer afterwards. I was fuming. Oh, yeah, it's, it's challenging. <laughs> That's it. Oh, no, we've got to make a phone call after dinner. That's it. Your internet's done. Yeah, you've got to come after someone needs to use the phone. <laughs> uh, one more prediction for tomorrow night's final, then. Uh, Paul has said Clayton wins 18-13 against Nathan Aspinall. Right. Tomorrow afternoon will be the second ever Women's World Match Play. Eight players uh, will be up on the Winter Garden stage battling it out for the trophy, which was won in its inaugural uh, year last year by the Queen of the Palace, Fallon Sherrick. Now, we have given a full preview of this included in our live lounge uh, before the match play got underway last week. However, let's just have a quick run-through of how we think this one is going to play out. Uh, Dan will just predict the black bracket, I guess, because... Uh, there's no point going, oh, yeah, these two in that one. So, uh, yeah, short enough. It's just seven. Poe versus Noelin. Poe Greaves, that one. I think I, I'm, I'm, I don't know we've talked through it also, and I'm not changed any of my predictions from before, but I think that's a, a very, probably, yeah, very comfortable Poe Greaves win. I am also going for <laughs> Poe Greaves. Uh, Robin Byrne versus Rihanna Sullivan. This one is incredibly intriguing. Yeah, I think it's really tight in terms of form and probably ability as well. I think it's a relatively close um, close game to call. I think it's a Robin Byrne victory. That's what I've predicted. I'm going to stick with it. I have absolutely no idea what I said this time last week. Um, but I think the experience of Rian O'Sullivan gets the better of the youthful exuberance of Robin Byrne. Uh, I think that's exactly what you predicted before. I seem to recall being the only one that had picked Robin Byrne to win. Makuru versus Aileen. Oh my days. Yeah, this could be it. This could be this could well the, any of them could, but this could be the the best match of the opening round, just in terms of entertainment and what you know what what, what this match might be. Um, I've gone for uh, Makuru Suzuki to win. Um, I think it'll be close, though. I think it'll go really close. I believe I had Makuru as well. However, let's not rule out the fact that Aileen caused the upset last year by beating Fallon Sherrick and is a, 
has won many, many titles around the world. She's more than capable, by the way, of going on to win this title overall. Well, and no, knows how to win, doesn't she? Like yeah. you know, she knows how to win tournaments and events. Like she's she's done plenty of it. She has, and I also don't know what the preparation of Makuro Suzuki has been like. We know she has been caught short at women's series events in the past, arriving in the country too late, not adjusting her sleep pattern properly. Um, if that comes into it tomorrow as well, that could be a really important factor up there on a really, really warm stage. Um, but I'm still just shading this one to Makuru. And then the final quarterfinal, best of seven legs for these two, uh, Fallon Sherrick against Lisa Ashton Omar. Yeah, I've I've gone I've gone with a Fallon win in terms of my prediction, but again, like this could also be an incredible opening opening match. I know whilst I've not seen like physically watched, I've se- I've read and I've sort of heard tale of some of Lisa's recent performances. Um, she was up near me in Middlesbrough a couple of weeks ago, and I think won three events in a weekend. She she seems to be in really good form. So this, it really could go either way, but I, but I I have picked Fallon Sherrick to win it. Yeah, I just I think what we've seen from Fallon in the last couple of appearances, we've seen her in the Motor Super Series, getting back to form at the Women's Series, picking up a title in the last block, I think was incredibly important for her. And obviously playing on the Challenge Tour as well. There was a period last year where she just wasn't playing darts. For whatever reason that was, she wasn't. She was only playing women's series events. She hadn't gone to the challenge tour. She wasn't really playing super series. It, it, it was like there was just too much attention. If she went out and lost, it was it was all hell would break loose. Um, that completely looks to have changed now. The outlook and I just want to play darts. Just want to get on with it and, and and get back to doing what I do best. Seems to have put her in a really really good place. And I think that gets her over the line against Lisa. Uh, On to the semi-finals, then. How do you see your two playing out? Well, the prediction I made was in in this top half of the bracket was for an upset in the semi-final. And I think think if Bo Greaves gets to the final, she'll win it. But I think there's an awful lot. It's a it's a it's a hectic, busy, hot venue that, and and there'll be an awful lot of people in there. And it, it's she, I, you know, to my knowledge, she's not performed in in um, you know other than the World Championships, but even then, I think this is a different environment altogether in 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 there. Yeah. Um, and I just picked Robin Byrne for a win because I just think it might go a bit bonkers. I think there's always a match, in, you know, in any tournament, any event, there's always one mad match. There's always something where that doesn't go to plan. And that's where that's just where I think it'll be. So as bonkers as everybody seems to think it is, I've picked Robin Byrne to win that semi-final. Yeah, semi-final is the first of five. Tommy Best and I, and then the final is best of eleven. Um, if it plays out how I've picked my quarterfinals, then I think Bo Greaves will beat Rihanna Sullivan. But I'm there's caveats to my predictions. I think Bo and Makuru will win regardless. I think depending on who their opponent is in the semi-final, depends on if I'm backing upsets or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, that yeah, and that's what I, th- I think. I think I completely agree. I think if yeah. if, if Rian gets through and plays against Bo, then I think Bo beats her. But I just think if there's going to yeah. be an upset or someone's going to, there, there will be a lot of expectation on Bo Greaves to to beat Robin Byrne if she's in the semi-final. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 you know we might see who knows like who knows we might see see some and I might be surprised and I'm happy to be proved wrong, but that's where I think if there's going to be something bonkers happens that's where it is, 
And then in the other semi-final, I've got another Fallon-Sherrick victory. So I've took Fallon-Sherrick over Mikuru Suzuki as per my bracket. Yeah, my bracket's the same. I think if, if Fallon gets past Lisa, I think she makes the final. I think if Lisa upsets Fallon, not upsets Fallon, given what they've both done, if Lisa beats Fallon in that situation, I think Fall- I think Makuru then beats Lisa because I think to- that game's just going to take so much out of them. I think that that's a very wise prediction, yeah. I'd go with that. On to the final then, I think we both, despite all the little permutations of second and fourth quarterfinals, I think we both arrived at a Bo Greaves against Fallon Sherrick final. No, because you picked Robin, didn't you? you got yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin got, versus uh, Fallon. Uh, yeah. I've got Bo versus Fallon final. I think that is what a lot of darts fans are expecting to see right now. Yeah, I think I think I think most darts fans, media owners of corporations. I think every I think that's what everybody <laughs> expects um, the final to be. But there is so much to go. I mean, everybody ex- like, like let's look at the men's. Like, look at the men, like, look at what everybody expected to happen there. And then we haven't got the top five after the second round. So, like, so who knows? Who knows? Indeed. So, I'm predicting, I think if she gets I think she defends it. I'm going Fallon Sherrick on TV after a long, hard slog in the Winter Gardens. Heat tomorrow afternoon. Um, have you got Fallon to defend her title as well? Yeah. And, and, and purely on the basis that I think... The way I, I described her a few times is like Fallon Sherrick is a, is a big game player. Like she's a proper big game player. And we generally see the best of her. And the, 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 when she reaches the, the top level, in generally what we, what we generally is on TV in, in events, we don't tend to see the very best of Fallon Sherrick on the challenge tour. We just, it's just whatever it is in here that, that, that seems to get lifted by, being on TV and crowds full of people. And sometimes we've seen that get on top of people. Um, it doesn't seem to with her. It seems to allow her to elevate her game a little bit. And I, I just think by that nature, with her being a, a you know a big game player, this is exactly the environment in which she thrives. And, and her game, she seems to find her A game quite consistently in those situations. So, yeah, a fun and share it win for me. Indeed. Yeah, don't forget, folks, that the women's world match play starts tomorrow afternoon. Starts and finishes tomorrow afternoon, followed tomorrow evening by the match play, world match play final, the men's world match play final that will be between Nathan Aspinall and Johnny Clayton. Um, I think that's about it for tonight's show. And that's about it for the fallout bar this week. Down, I've uh, picked the winner for tomorrow. Have you? Oh, yeah, because you were busy picking, getting my graphic ready, and then you disappeared off the screen. Yeah, my Wi-Fi went down while you were getting predictions. Yeah. Um, Remind me, what are we best off tomorrow? Best of, uh, best of 35. So it's first of 18, yes. or if you fancy extra time, it's too clear up to 21.20. No, I'm not going it. I think it's 18... That bit's the easy bit. <laughs> 14 to Nathan Aspinall. You think the Asp gets his hands on another big one to add to his UK Open title? Um 
that's about it now. That that really is about it now from uh, us, from the Fallout Bar tonight and from the Fallout Bar this week. A big, big thank you to everybody that has joined us uh, either here live on YouTube or listening back as a podcast throughout the Betfred World Match Play in 2023. As I said, we'll be back on Monday night for the Live Lounge. Myself, Phil Barsley, Boyce, uh, reviewing all of the action from this week and looking ahead to whatever else we have on the calendar, uh, and probably including uh, the World Seniors Match Play Qualifiers, which are next weekend. I'll be heading down to Reading on Thursday afternoon to get myself set for those. Um, big thank you to everybody that supports the channel, to Betfred for their sponsorship of our coverage throughout the week, and to everybody for watching. We will speak to you all very, very soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.